0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And fiii- thank you for listening. Oh let's go. Booty booty, it's time to get this body started. Booty booty, it's time to get this body started. You know that
0: we are the number one show. So crack your fucking because it's the foodie, foodie, it's time to get this party started. It's the foodie, foodie, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, and Kregers the Jeeves and JC. All we know and all we talk about is foodie, foodie. It's time to get this party started tonight.
1: Well, not quite the same drama as the last few days. Potentially there was. Very, very close in that last game in particular. Australia came awfully, awfully close to uh, taking that one long. There's about a two-minute patch with the States... We thought might get back in it against the it Dutch, but nah, that, that wasn't going to happen. So uh, we now have our first quarterfinal matchup set, the Netherlands-Argentina, which sounds like a proper World Cup match to me, mate. It's footy. Prime, Wong is here, Craig's here, I'm here clearly because I'm talking, and back from wherever the hell he was, the desert somewhere, Brendan Dunlop, who's horribly jet-lagged right now. But welcome back, B. Yeah, you know,
2: I wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to miss it. Yeah, glad that we could finally get together on the same schedule, guys. So
1: here I am. Well, here <laughs> you are. And let's get right to it, shall you? Because we're running out of time. Um, let's start with this this Leo Messi, shall we? This, this character who's apparently over the hill, 35, you know, <laughs> never going to win anything major. You know, what could have been, eh? And he put on the performance of the World Cup so far in my eyes. He was absolutely brilliant today, Craig. Um, he scored the one goal. Could have had a couple of assists if, if Latoro Martinez had any finishing in his boots whatsoever. But in the end, Argentina prevailed And uh, pretty impressive. Although you've got to give those socceroos a whole whack of respect, don't you?
3: Yeah, they fought, didn't they? They really did. We expected that. And even though they got to 2-1, to it's interesting after the game, you know, when Messi's saying, yeah, they didn't give us too many scares overall. We felt pretty much in control of it. I think that was the case for the most part, but yeah, you'd expect that. Uh, but yeah, good on the Socceroos and good on Messi. Thousandth game today,
1: yeah. thousand games,
3: seven hundred and I, something
1: or other goals in that time. Be,
2: I thought it was going to line up that the final was going to be his thousandth. I was surprised actually when they said it today.
1: No, it was. It was. Yeah, I know. It was yeah. today, and it's. I, he's not. Listen, let's not kid ourselves. He's not Messi of 10 years ago now, but he's still much better than everyone else. <laughs> it
2: if Messi's not on the pitch, the Australia equalize that match goes to extra time, without a doubt.
1: I was just talking about that with, with, with another show. What is Argentina without Leo Messi? Are they just an average team? I mean, they depend on that guy. Clearly, they weren't very good in, in many facets today. And if it wasn't him pulling the strings, I don't know who was. The difference between this team
2: and the team that won Copa America last year and Messi's big international triumph was the other stars stepped up. He didn't have to be the only guy. But Latar Martinez has been a ghost. Emmy Martinez has been good. Uh, he doesn't have to be the guy he was in the last 15 minutes. Um, but those other players kind of aren't doing it. So if it's not for Messi... Um, they're in a repeated situation as they were against Saudi Arabia, which is hard
3: to believe. You could say that about a lot of like Argentina in 86 with Maradona. Mm.
1: Yeah, they you could. A- I guess though, when you have a player who's that much better than everyone else, you have to rely on him, I suppose. And that shouldn't be perhaps a checkmark against the yeah. team. It just, it certainly seems that way though, doesn't it, Craig? Yeah, they're pretty solid though all around, you know what I mean?
3: They didn't give up any goals in qualifying either Went unbeaten. So, they're, they're more than just him, but it certainly looks because you're, every time he gets the ball, he's, he's doing something special. And, and his finishing ability, as we know, is at times, class. At times, today and in this tournament, Argentina have
2: looked good enough to win the World Cup. They also probably should have conceded in the last 15 minutes against Australia. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but that's been, that's been this World Cup, hasn't it? For all these teams. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been that, that statement match yet, I don't think, by anyone. And even when the big teams play the lesser teams, the lesser teams always seem to show up. And they, they have these moments where, man, could there be a shock on? And there has been shocks, obviously, so far. It's been a really odd World Cup that way. Um, Wonga, you, you, I know you particularly enjoyed the, the Matt Ryan mess up. And you're straight away, you're in the dark web asking, was that worse than Milan Boyan? And straight away, <laughs> Craig responding, nope. Wasn't that bad? <laughs> Pretty quick.
0: I was down at Union Station teaching my daughter how to ride the UPX and the Go to get her back. So you're gonna say tonight. busk there? I was down at Union Station teaching my daughter how to busk. Yeah, that was well, Pickpocket in my family. <laughs> oh, um, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, you know, there's these things that that you expect, and I I sent this to Craig, and I, you know, I'm I, I have this Canadian national team, whatever it is. I always feel like, oh, we're done for. Maybe it's the same way you approach England. So when Milan Borian did that, and then I saw the Aussies, there's this level of excellence that we're not there yet, and the Aussies aren't there yet. And no matter who is thrown at them at the Argentina and England, they're not making mistakes like that. They're making mistakes, but they're not memorable like, oh, which was the biggest F up? for a for a keeper right now we know it's milan but this one was second best right i think the worst craig i mean you tell me
2: having been in the situation i think it's more a testament to how well argentina pressured him
3: because there's that too right i mean they're sucking those guys in They're they're forcing them to play a short one because they and then they just squeeze in so quickly right They
2: trap the guy like how many other goalkeepers apart from Ederson, you know, are getting out of that situation. I didn't think that was as much his fault as Milan's blunder was very much his.
0: Yeah, you still have the opportunity to just boot it. Like if it's Mm -hmm. at your foot and you're feeling pressured, I've seen guys in the prem do it. I've seen guys across leagues doing sometimes it's best
1: just to boot it. And get it nowadays, Wong. You can't do it nowadays. It's just frowned upon. You can't put your boot through the ball if you're a goalkeeper. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. what is that's it, right? That's it. But you're absolutely
3: right. I mean, there are times when, well, on that short back pass, Argentina back pass to the first half, Martinez just kicks it straight out for a throw in. Mm -hmm. Didn't mess around. Didn't try to do anything fancy. It was a bad back pass. Boof, straight out, sideways. So there are times when
1: you have to do it. There's no food, The Cameroonian goalkeeper got back. dropped because he refused to or refused to change the culture of – the was, it, was it the term they used when you got dropped for that second match? He, he, he refused to become a more traditional goalkeeper or something. I think it was the actual official explanation. Basically, I think his, his coach was saying, go long ball. And he was like, no, we're, we're a short ball team. And he, he refused to do that, and he got dropped for it. I guess oh. so.
2: There's no foolproof way to deal with it. You could try and boot it, as Wonger suggests, and you could be curious for Liverpool in that Champions League final and have Benzema be right there to knock it in.
1: Yeah, precisely, right? And then you look at genius then, right? Mm -hmm. And when we say boot it, just booting it, it, there's a skill to it, right, Craig? I mean, you're not just whacking it as far as you can. You're you're hitting it into space, generally speaking, where you think there should be a big guy there to hold the ball up. We, We frown upon it so much now, but... Hitting a ball from, you know, your goal line to a box, a 20-yard by 20-yard box, it takes a certain amount of skill to do that, doesn't it? Well, a little bit, but
3: there's also the, the, I mean, look at Belgium's goal against Canada. You know, is that a long ball? No, it's an unbelievable pass. I think you were right behind it, weren't you?
2: Belgium's goal against Canada, it was right in front of me. Yeah, I was very fortunate here, actually, for two two um, major goals. The, it would be Shibetua being the first one was right at eye level. And I saw that pass come from Hazard. And as soon as I realized Batshuayi would, would be able to receive it, he was under it, I'm like, shit, this is a goal. I don't think I took a breath. It fell, and he, he cracks right. it in, like, oh, God. And I think, like most people, I thought, this is the first of four. Like Belgium's going to find their groove. And Canada had been so good. And then the Fonzie goal, I was right in front of that to see that. Oh, same thing. Ball's hanging in the air. I'm not breathing. You know, it's going to be a goal. Boom. Goal.
0: Did a little poo fall out of your pants? (laughs) Just a little, a little. You were so excited. Just a little rabbit poo. It didn't. But
2: but I tell you, at a different time and in a different place (laughs) where I may have been able to have alcohol in my system to be as close to that celebration as i was if i didn't have the responsibility of saying on the microphone goal for canada for the first time ever at a world cup <laughs> i may have ran over to alfonso davies and jumped in the pile that would be a great way to get deported
1: i think were you nervous about getting the wrong name
2: no so it's very funny i didn't even get to say the name this is the hilarity of the structure here um i also didn't get to say the numbers for the last
0: here uh, at call your house right. you're talking about yeah. also, you, you know you're your home now, now
2: right <laughs> here
0: yeah you just said here here.
2: the
1: structure here there i think think your mind's still there
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you guys don't appreciate how much i love you and how committed i am to this project obviously to be doing this on what is no sleep but what was i talking about Uh, i don't know
1: about about calling out the first goal oh yeah and the name numbers
2: I yeah. just got to say goal for Canada and then the the main host he was the one that got to say
1: Alfonso Davies mm,
2: which Harvard. I repeatedly had to say Davies guys not Davis. They're like, yeah, right 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 mate. Alfonso Davies
1: yeah. Davies. Wait, 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 more, more <laughs> Fucking Davies. More importantly more than that first goal and calling it. Um like, tell me about the booze situation. Was it really that difficult to get booze or was that overblown? Are we going to get into this now? I thought you only wanted 30 minutes. Oh, just
2: very quickly, Like, was it was it a challenge? Alcohol is everywhere. No, it is not a challenge. It is okay, a challenge if you are trying to get booze at a mosque. Yes. If you want, <laughs> if you want a beer with dinner um, in a normal neighborhood, uh, you will not find that. And wine, you will not find that. But if you're looking okay. for a bar, it is no different than going into any city in North America where you don't know the nightlife and you don't know
1: particularly where to go and it requires a little bit of research. But really, it's everywhere. That's what we thought. That's what we assumed. Just hearing these conflicting reports. I think basically a lot of people are just cheap as hell and they don't want to buy the beer for $20 a bottle. So they just, ah, I couldn't find any. The first here.
2: beer I bought was a bottle of Budweiser and it was on the rooftop of a fancy hotel. I expected to pay a bit, but I was I was surprised that uh, the two, two Budweiser's cost $49 Canadian bottles. Um, then I bought a, my first Guinness, I think, cost $23 Canadian. So when I found it for $19,
0: I had Bargain. to. Real someone's bark. Uh, per diem is really racketed it up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was done by that's ten a.m. I
2: tell you what, though, I did drink a, a tall boy, one of those king cans. Was, that, was it? Is it seven fifty or five hundred? I forget now. The tall boy.
0: Five, thirty one. It was five forty one.
2: It was bud. So my yeah. last night, I didn't sleep at all. I went to this beachfront nightclub. I felt like I was in my twenties again, and any pizza. Now, the wind was blowing off the Persian Gulf. It was amazing. It was, excuse me, the Arabian Gulf. <clears throat> it's Persian on the other side. And it cost less than it did at BMO, Craig. This came down to fourteen fifty, which is less than a
1: tall boy is at BMO, which I couldn't believe. Yeah, listen, when, when we start comparing to BMO, then things get out of whack entirely. doesn't mean it's cheap because it's cheaper than BMO. <laughs> BMO's an BMO's, BMO's fucking you whenever they get a chance. Let's be honest here. All right, let's, back to the football here. All right, so uh, the early one today, the States, CONCACAF's flag was flying so high on the shoulders of Tyler Adams, and now it's just burning (laughs) on the floor somewhere. What an embarrassment for the CONCACAF this World Cup in the end. Smacked by a really, really good Netherlands side, who we discussed it last show. You know, we're not quite sure what they are because they played in a pretty weak group. They played down to their opponents, but today I thought they played really well. They controlled that game, and and they, they forced the States onto the front foot, but it turns out the States didn't have a front foot. And that was the issue, I think. Um, I don't know. I saw it a little differently than
3: that. I, I you know, we're talking about moments like that Pulisic moment early in the game was a big, big chance. Yes, it was. And I think with all the CONCACAF teams, certainly Mexico, US, and Canada, it's the final third that has killed them. And yeah. all the Dutch have scored eight goals off fourteen shots on target. <laughs> You know, like we Canada has had 35 efforts in three games. The Dutch have created 36 efforts in four games, 14 on target, eight goals. The US, 18 on target, or no, they the Dutch have actually given up 18 on target, conceded only two. So the US had plenty of opportunities as well 27 efforts, only
1: seven on target in the group stage. And Maybe two goals, because these. Benching Gio Reyna, and he's not playing him for whatever reason. I don't know why. There's something going on there. I mean, Christ Ferreira's playing today. He's barely played since October. Yeah. I think and, I think uh, a lot of it is that,
3: you know, the teams show energy. They got they're all fit as F and they can run and
1: they they're organized, but you need a little bit more. Yeah, but there wasn't energy today, though. I mean, Christ, they had the ball and they were like walking around like they had 10 pound weights in each pocket. 20 pound weights, 10 pounds wouldn't be that much. 20 pound weights in each pocket. I don't know what it was. It was, it was strange. I don't know whether they were, you know, mentally they were, they were beaten or they were nervous. They are a young team. Right. But I don't know. The team that I saw out there was a, just a shadow of what we saw in, in the group that game against England. Like you said, you know, that the energy they showed in that match oh. was so impressive, but when they were forced, but in, in that game, I guess they were happy to kind of counter attack. Right. In this game, right. The Dutch were the counters, and that's what, what cost them. I think you can bog yourselves
2: down when you're trying not to make mistakes, for sure, when you're trying to pass the ball into the back of the net. and I think that mm-hmm. that's what the states were trying to do. And, and the reality is, you can use Canada as this example too, at this level, you have to finish your chances. That's what Belgium did, the only chance they had in the first half, and one of the only chances they had against Canada, and they won. Yeah. And they didn't, fin- they didn't finish their chances when Lukaku was there in the third match, and that's why Belgium went home. At the same stage as Canada, which is still hard to believe for me. <laughs> it really with, is. With Germany as well.
3: Yeah. Belgium, but I think, Belgium game, Canada had 22 efforts to nine. And they got
1: outshot one to three yeah. on target. <laughs> I think Canada's XG was, I forget the numbers, but it was. I think it three. topped the group, didn't it? I think it topped the group. It did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But the ratio XG... was different. They managed 10 shots on target. Sorry, they you won't... know me with acronyms. Sorry, Craig, or XG. Oh, you don't want to get into this. goals. I,
2: I was just paint. gonna, I was just gonna crush this longer and say that no one gives a shit about their O plus plus three xg. Just give us. I three had to say,
1: but you know me, I, uh, I don't like stats. Right, they they give me headaches and stuff. But xg is actually relatively useful of all the new stats. And it isn't even new anymore. It's been around for long enough. Yeah. Um, it does tell a story. A it's team a that a ratio cannot it's a ratio of what? Like, don't ask me that. Know, it's basically... they Basically, they, they get... Say there's a ball in this position. They've got all these goals for many, many years and the average chance of scoring from that position is something and they give you a number grade according to it. That's okay. the the dumb version of it. So Canada um, it's scored actually... two, two goals in three games and one of which was an own goal. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> Expected, That's right. Very important. Expected goal. It is important. Plus, plus three.
1: Good. Yep. Well, Lukaku's goal... Yeah. I think Lukaku's... Uh, XG was higher than all of all of their opponents in that last match, right? Yeah. And he had like four what looked like great chances, but actually weren't quite <laughs> as easy as perhaps uh, you know people criticized him for.
2: I think you guys are a little harsh on CONCACAF. Obviously, you can look at it and say, look, the last sixteen is the farthest anyone got, and only one team made it through. But I think Mexico had a difficult group. Canada had a very difficult group. The all states to right. come out of that group was impressive. And then going up against Holland, did we really think that the States were going to win today? No,
1: I you know I don't think anyone did. Group phase, I was kind of like, honestly, yeah, the States let me down today. I mean, I mean, listen, I'm glad they lost, but they let me down as far as I thought they were better than that. They'd shown in the group phase they were so much better I thought than we saw today.
2: I think what we saw today, though, would you not argue, was just too similar to England. The, the match against England, I was there for that game and every single person I spoke to said that game was shit, the worst game of the tournament. I loved it. I really enjoyed it because I thought the states were going to score. I thought it was a great, you know, it was one of those great adverts for the game. I know it's difficult mm. to say that. It one was shit because
1: it. England England fans and media told us it was shit. Therefore, it uh, must be shit. I, I'm judging Just from my... from perspective. My, well, yes, that I understand,
2: but I was I think I was more surprised to hear it from some Americans but other neutrals that had also kind of felt the same way, whereas I was biasedly very entertained by watching America play in a fashion in which I've not seen them play before. And they did that to a less effective degree against the Netherlands, who are just better finishers than England. So they were
1: always doomed for that. I just think
2: that's the margin. It's a hairline margin. You have to finish at this
1: level. Yeah. I just thought the Dutch allowed them a lot more of the ball than England allowed them in that match. Well they did. They certainly did. Mm. I've never seen the Dutch play like that before, honestly. Mm. Yeah, but when they did break, they looked good. I mean, that first goal—I mean, that was total football. That was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Memphis goal, yeah, it was ben incredible. goal. Wiley old character, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was this documentary that you're talking about? You just saw yeah. So I was up yet? No, so I was watching it on an illegal stream. It was uh, the okay. broadcast of today's games, and they showed snippets in the pregame of uh, this Louis Van Hall Amazon or Prime um, documentary. And when it comes here, we got to watch it because it was it was literally like well, literally it was fly on the wall because it's actually in the doctor's office when the doctor's saying yes, it's prostate cancer, which is generally a, a, a good one to treat, but you have a serious case of prostate cancer, and it's him and his wife in the room there, and they're dealing with this. It's like holy shit! Wow, it was pretty powerful. Um, and it, it, from what I saw, I mean, it was beautifully done the whole the whole show, and it kind of gave in the in the five minutes that I watched. It gave you a good perspective, a different perspective to Lou Van Hall, who's been there and done it right. I mean, this guy is probably his last tournament. Um, it's time to say farewell and sit in the, the broadcaster's chair, I think, for that guy. Maybe his World Cup champion, who knows? But uh, yeah, it was, it was very well done. Um, you know what, we, before, we, before we leave, speaking of wily old characters, guys we love. Pele in palliative care back in Brazil. That was announced today. He's been fighting bowel cancer, which has spread to his lungs. Um, it seems that it's just a matter of time now. And there'll be many, many um, epitaphs in the coming weeks and months about Pele. But uh, we're all obviously sending our, all our positive vibes to him and his family. But uh, it's going to be extremely sad when he dies. Because yeah. beyond Muhammad Ali, I don't know if there's a more iconic sportsman in the history of, of sports.
3: No. He's been an amazing ambassador too. You know, that'd be people criticize him, if anything, for sitting on the fence a lot of the time. But he's just been positive everywhere he's gone. That's kind of what he's always pushed out, whether he's, you know, doing this thing in Canada or whether he's doing it in Africa, whether he's doing it in Asia, all around the world. Everybody knows who he is. It's pretty spectacular. And, it, you know, had the I think you guys met him too, right? When mm-hmm. he was here, I don't
1: know, about 10 years ago, I want to say? I, know, I met him back in, I think it was 98. I think it was. How long? Yeah, Toronto, the, uh, yeah, he was in Toronto yeah, I mean, doing something, but and I, I just yeah, one of those. I mean, I was so young in my career, but uh it's just I, I remember it so well. Just so he walks in the room and there's a fucking Pele. He's so <laughs> short, right? That. He's just small. I'm looking down at him. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this is this is Pele, and mm-hmm. he re- shakes my hand, and then he starts talking to me. Oh, you're English? Yeah. He starts asking me my opinion on the England team and Michael Owen, asking me like as if. I can offer him anything, <laughs> right? But it's a it's a conversation. It isn't like you know. Usually, you, you meet these people, and it's like you know, you ask a question, you're trying to move the conversation along, and they answer. And you, this was a guy actually coming to me with the conversation. I'm thinking, yeah. you realize you're the black pearl, you're the king. <laughs> He's the king. Yeah, right. You are the king,
3: and it's just one of those moments that I'll never forget. It's just. Incredible. I remember him talking also about just technology and television and if that wasn't even around like i mean out of all the he's played over a thousand games himself right scored a thousand goals right how many games are actually televised very few you know you see the same highlights over and over again but we didn't really get to see him like we see the modern day players everything's on tv every great goals you know logged but he was like yeah i was just thankful that there was television around at least that some of it was recorded otherwise it would just been you know just what people tell you, you know, so it is, it is amazing.
1: A guy that played before there were subs. So he was Brazil's backup goalkeeper. Incredible. Incredible. Was he really? Yep. Yep. And Santos too. Just, Mm -hmm. yeah, something else. Anyway, listen, he's not dead yet. Um, We will celebrate him when the time comes. 100%. Um, Guys, I have to go, but uh, before we leave you, footybets.ca, still lots of chances, opportunities to, to win some Muller. There's many more games left. Of course, tomorrow, England, Senegal. France, Poland kicks things off at 10 Eastern. And of course, for all your football needs, use fubotv.com slash footyprime. Sign up, get us some money. And while you're on the old interweb there, why don't you like us on Twitter and follow us on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. This is Footy Prime. We're back same time-ish tomorrow. Thank you very much. Keep enjoying the games and keep on buying newspapers. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram
0: at footy prime IG. Get some sleepy.